0: we are definitely baking the cake on the way out of the plane. What? Did we just become best friends? Yeah! One is a t-shirt queen, and the other is an SEO and web-developing ninja. And both of these squirrels are a little nuts. You're now listening to the More Gooder Ideas podcast, a show for the small business hustlers worldwide, encouraging you to be your most authentic self. This is the place where your whole story matters. Come for the tips and stay for the fun. Now, your hosts, Angie Patterson Patterson. and And Jay Jay Smith. So, welcome to this week's episode of the More Gooder Ideas podcast. Filming for the first time ever.
1: Hello, world. Here's our faces. <laughs>
0: yeah, aren't you? Aren't you
1: thrilled?
0: Whelmed? Riveted? Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's get right into it. Okay. Uh, did you have anything cool, exciting, unique happen this week?
1: No, absolutely not. Nothing at all.
0: No. Okay. That's it's a good it's good start fucking fucking rolling. Okay. So, what is the topic that we're going to discuss this week?
1: We're going to talk about fighting perfectionism.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. That's really good.
1: The never-ending fight.
0: Right. I did want to make a point. So, it kind of falls along the same idea, right? In that, you know, who are we to talk about this? What do we need another damn podcast episode to talk about perfectionism and imposter syndrome? Right, The way I look at it, you don't know when the way you break something down or the way you talk about something is going to speak to somebody or when they're going to catch your podcast or whatever. So really everybody has fought perfectionism. So this is our take on it. Yes. So go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell us exactly what imposter syndrome is for those who haven't heard that term or don't understand it.
0: Sure. And it may be a term that is a lot more prevalent in cybersecurity, coding, things like that. But it is just this feeling that you're never good enough, that you're just faking it, and that you just need to constantly prove yourself or learn more before you're ready to start your thing, or you're ready for a job, or you're ready to reach out to somebody to work with them or whatever. And that's... So you basically feel like you're an imposter. You're faking it.
1: So my life. (laughs) How I felt since the day I was born.
0: How most of us do, especially when you're starting your own thing and running your own business.
1: I think social media and the interwebs has really heightened that, I think, for people too. Because you're seeing the best of everybody, what they want to present to the world. And then you can't help but compare yourself to that. This person has this business and they're making so much money and... Um, You know, they're doing this, they're doing that. And what am I doing? I'm on my couch and I have potato chip crumbs all over my chest. <laughs> and I haven't made any money today or any sales on my website. What am I doing wrong? Sure. Uh It's it's
0: hard. Yeah. And uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, this podcast is edited. I cut out, you know, we we might have three minutes of us just staring at each other because we've completely forgotten whatever the hell we're talking about. <laughs> I'm cutting that out because it's not, it doesn't bring value when you're starting down the path of learning how to run a podcast and you start watching YouTube videos and you start reading up on who's successful, of course you look at the Joe Rogans and and the other people who have successful podcasts and it's easy to not recognize all of the editing and all of the refinement that goes into that. Like, takes hours of footage to create an hour of really really good TV or radio or podcast.
1: Yes, and some people have like Joe Rogan for example, they've been doing it for a long time. It didn't start out that way. It it grew that way. Sure. And it's still not perfect and it never will be. Perfection is a construct, much like the past. <laughs> It's really, it doesn't exist. There's nothing perfect. As good as you get something, you can always get it better, right? Or you're always going to find the fault. And really, you're your worst enemy if you struggle with perfectionism. Because nobody else is going to see the same negatives or faults that you're going to see.
0: I see perfectionism and the constant need to learn more before you're ready as more of a self-soothing type thing that I am have been very, very guilty of. Uh, it's kind of like joining a gym.
1: It's a form of procrastination.
0: Absolutely, and like joining a gym, uh, you know everybody joins the gym in January. Most of us even go up there and sign up and don't actually work out that day. We just went to sign up and now we're we're going. We're going to work out. And what you've really done is tricked your mind into saying you did something towards that goal when you didn't really do the hard thing. And you know, in my line of work with websites, with SEO, with marketing. um, Sometimes the mundane things that are staring me in the face, I don't really, I don't wanna do those things. You know, billing clients or working on my CRM, things that are not creative, they are more business driven. And so like, oh man, I, I, I need to learn more on Angular so I can work on this website. No, I do not. No, I don't.
1: And even if you did, are you going to go right then and research it and come up with a plan of action? (laughs) No. And it's
0: is—it's insidious and it is, um, I switched cameras way too long ago. So, but anyway, uh, (laughs) learning, we're learning. It's
1: just a close up.
0: Yeah. We've got three, we've got, we went from no cameras to three cameras in the side of a week. So this is going to be a massive learning process.
1: Am I supposed to look at the camera? No. Am I supposed to look at you? Look at me. Okay.
0: Or look okay. at the camera I don't <laughs> Fucking whatever Now our next uh, So So Just so you know Because everything's going to look wacky for a while While we figure this thing out Because we are definitely Baking the cake On the way out of the plane
1: We are not procrastinating No We're jumping right in No
0: It is a bias <laughs> towards action That gets things done In my opinion And doing the thing Is the way to learn the thing Far faster than researching the thing And I need to stop tapping the table Because I can hear it in my headphones yeah, we can't do that.
1: You might be better at that thing than you even realize you are.
0: Certainly, well, you're also going to find, so when you're when you're going down the rabbit hole of, all right, I'm gonna start a YouTube channel, let me watch a thousand hours of YouTube for influencers on how to run a YouTube channel, I'll join a course and I'll take another course. Uh, you, you don't know which of those things actually matter to your workflow or not until you actually do it because you have learned so many things that you will never use. You don't need them. Um, or
1: let me buy all the things I need. So I'm yes. going to make this, and I need, you know. this As we piece are of surrounded, equipment.
0: dripping in stuff for this video
1: podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need it all Jay. You did a good job. Yes, we need so all
0: far. Yes, um, I like. I'd like to do a little bit more work behind us, but that's okay. We'll we'll get there.
1: Perfection is a construct.
0: All right, you got to stop the construct. Sorry, <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> It's not, it's not a construct.
1: i'm gonna pull i'm gonna pull it into every episode we do from now on okay well, um,
0: you're batting a thousand so it, far
1: it might not be a construct but it is in the eye of the beholder that's where you kind of get into the mind games of yourself and you really are devaluing your time when you're spending so much time with a critical eye when you've already created what your customer's looking for
0: scott adams creator of delbert uh He has, I think it was a post or maybe it was an interview where he talks about how people think they're striving to be the best, the best web developer, the best t-shirt person. And really how many, the best are there in the world? There's one Michael Jordan or LeBron James, depending on your opinion or Kobe Bryant, there's, there's only one Novak Djokovic in tennis. But if you are top 25% in two or three or four or five things. You are now creating a unique thing where you are the best at it because it's what you bring to the table that's unique about you. And I know it was Naval Ravikant, who's a, one of my heroes, and I'll talk about him in a future episode. And he mentions that nobody can compete with you on being you. And you actually started that, I believe, in the first episode you were talking about a, uh, an event you went to where you were really nerve-wracked because there was a lot of T-shirt vendors there. And it almost looked like a lot of this, a lot of similar products you were selling, but you said it yourself. You said, I'm just gonna be myself and I'm gonna be positive about this and you ended up winning the day. And, and that's what Naval's statement really gets to is if you think your clients are only focused on the widget you're selling, the thing, a website. Yeah, there's 25 website developers in Louisville. We all deliver a website, but nobody does what I do. Or brings my experience to it or the way I interact with the clients or what I advise them on. So we are all utterly unique. In my opinion, if you're striving for perfection, you have a vision of what that perfection is. And I'm guessing in many cases, it's a person who's already doing the thing you want to do or something along those lines. It's an avatar, but you don't get to see all, like you said it yourself, wow. All right, so Ultra we didn't Geist. we didn't pay three percent of the power bill this month, as they said. Um, <laughs> uh, that derailed me
1: to to what you were saying, um perfect is not the same as quality control. If your item or your service isn't perfect, that doesn't mean that it's not a quality service or product. Like you said, you can compare it to what Jay is doing, and then, yeah, maybe it's not perfect, but That doesn't mean that your website isn't great that you built or that it's not perfect for your customer. Sure. So I think that's a trap as a product-based business that I fall in a lot of. I want to have a really great product. Obviously, I want to have a good personality and point of view and whatever. But I want my product to be quality too. But that's not the same. Quality, control, and perfection are not the same thing.
0: Not at all. Uh, Because one is attainable and it's measurable. Perfection is not. Um, that's a
1: great point. That's much better than perfection as a construct. <laughs> perfection is not measurable. That's a much better way to put it. It's not.
0: Your idea of what's perfect can change day to day. And that's that leads you down many other rabbit holes. When I was learning a lot of cybersecurity, that was really bad because there are so many different fields of specialization. And within them, there are so many subfields of specialization. And there are people who are really, really good at Python scripting and really, really good at networking and really, really good at at red teaming and blue teaming and all these other terms no one knows or cares about. And when you're learning it, you get overwhelmed with all this, oh my gosh, I gotta know this and I need to know that. And oh, oh, what's that? And there's so many courses and so many medium posts and so many influencers on Twitter and LinkedIn that, that you start following. And they're all very, very giving people for the most part. Some of them are jerks, but that's in every field. Um, so they will, they'll, they will help you say, Oh, if you want to learn this, here's a good resource for you. And you go down that rabbit hole, but you never feel like, you know, enough or you've learned enough.
1: I hate that feeling. It manifests itself. No matter what your job is, it will bubble to the surface at some point of feeling like you're faking it, Yeah. which I don't see anything wrong with faking it until you make it. Cause like you said, that's how you figure it out. And that's how yeah. you become the best of the best. But the best is not perfect. No. They are not the same thing.
0: I think a good exercise, if you feel like you're falling into this trap, is to just try to remove yourself, your ego, your the way you feel about the situation. Remove it from what you provide and what your clients feel. And if you really need to, ask them. Ask them, what is it you, what is it you liked about working with me? Or why did you find me? You'll learn a lot, and we talked about the ideal client profile last week, but some of those things will also help you see, oh, they don't care about this thing that I'm obsessed with. They don't care. I think that's that's a really effective way because what you're delivering, they don't need your perfection. They need their outcome that they're looking for, and at the end of the day, it's a snarky t-shirt with Grover on it or whatever.
1: Oh, <laughs> I love the Groves. <laughs> It's uh it's just hard. It's so hard. Perfectionism really is a trap. Yes. It the r- the reason for you feeling the need to have those perfectionism tendencies, I guess, is going to hurt you. It's going to. It's not going to help you in any way.
0: Um, I think I, I don't think it's as black and white as that. I think that you will find I mean, you're going to gain skills by constantly trying to learn new things and add to your repertoire and improve what you're doing. Um, That's, you know, that's a given. You have to. But this diminishing returns. Like, not one of my clients cares whether I've figured out how to use the React framework.
1: I guess that's why I feel so – not that it's necessarily black and white, but I feel so passionately about it because, like I said earlier, it's – Perfectionism is not the same as striving to become more educated or well-rounded.
0: I think another effective tool that I have used quite a bit to help get over the need to constantly compare myself to others is to teach and give. I mean to people who are trying to learn the things that I know how to do. I think that that really takes you out of the kind of ego trap that you need to compare yourself to somebody else. And it also gives you perspective because when you're teaching someone else, the things, you know, there are several light bulb moments where you're like, oh, wow, I really do know quite a bit because they'll say what? And to you, because you're only comparing yourself to the top people who do what you do, you're like, yeah, everybody knows that. No, they don't. It's a common trap in people who want to make e-learning content, who want to make courses. It happens to a lot of people, especially in technology, you know, a certain thing, you want to create an e-course in your case too. There are a lot of people who become coaches when they start off in retail or e-com and a big trap people fall into is thinking this has already been done. People already know all this because you only know what, you know, and you've consumed all the content out there. So you're like, what do I have to bring to it? And the way to look at it is. As long as you are 1% further than the people you want to teach, then you've got something to teach them. They're going to come to you for some sort of value. You have
1: a unique perspective, too, even if it might be the same content. But kind of like you said earlier, you're going to bring your positive and maybe sometimes negative traits to the table that can also become a learning experience that maybe they want to get from somebody else. Sure. and I firmly believe that there is no market that is oversaturated if you are being completely authentic to yourself because you are going to bring something different to the table no matter how many people are selling T-shirts in your area or how many people are building websites. Um, but that's a discussion for a different day. <laughs> um, my number one tip that was kind of the first thing that popped in my head when we started talking about this topic <clears throat> was – To really find a good sounding board whether that be a customer that you built a relationship with a friend or a family member it's somebody who's gonna give you the good with the bad but they're also gonna be kind to you Um, so I I feel really thankful I have a few of those people in my life that I can say oh my gosh this is making me want to pull my hair out help me look at this from you know, a different perspective. And they're not a yes man. They're not gonna always agree with me, but they're not a no man either, where they're always gonna play the devil's advocate or um, you know, come at me crazy. Sure. With their, with their But I think that's really important, especially when it's somebody that you know is doing it because they care about you and again they're being kind with how they're doing it. I think that can really help give you a better perspective too, to say, okay, I've freaked out the last 10 times I've done this, I, but everything's fine. So let me call my bestie and tell them and see what they say. And again, it's really important that this person is going to be honest and kind.
0: Sure. I think it's also important if you're able to, to get those perspectives from people who both do what you do and do not.
1: Oh, that's a great point.
0: Yeah, because if I only talk to other web developers, we're all inside the bottle trying to read the label. And we don't have that perspective. Again, we think everyone knows this stuff when we start talking about email deliverability or forms or whatever. Yeah, whatever dork website stuff is
1: I don't know what any of that means worth
0: talking about. Exactly. <laughs> but that's why it's refreshing and it's important to talk to people who are also outside the bubble because Ultimately, what I'm trying to do is deliver the best product I can so that my business succeeds. And the people I'm delivering that to are not other web developers in most, the vast majority of cases.
1: That's a really great point. Having a light bulb moment. (laughs) Because, yeah, I mean, I've sold T-shirts to people who can make T-shirts. But primarily my customer is somebody who is not doing that obviously or they wouldn't be buying it they'd be making it right so that's a really good point and that brings me to a little a little compliment to you and a little encouragement so that you don't fall into an imposter syndrome rabbit hole with this podcast uh, one of my very good friends who does not have a small business but she has a job she works she, does. <laughs> she doesn't have a small business she actually
0: works for a living
1: that's, she has that's, a just, real job you
0: just renamed the podcast <laughs> she
1: has Was kind enough to listen to our podcast because she cares about me. And um, she was talking about last week's episode where we were talking about the insane clown posse slash your ideal customer profile. And she said it really gave her a positive feeling because she works with clients in her job and she is also a client in her position of power, I guess. And she said it made her feel so much better that she didn't need to adjust the way she acted with her different vendors or the different people she's dealing with, that they like dealing with her because of how she gets her job done. And so that made me feel good. I'm like, oh, you know, we're reaching other people besides just small business owners. And they can relate Hmm. to the topics we're talking about.
0: Everybody has a customer or a client, whether you run your own small business or not. You've got internal clients if you work in HR. You've got external clients if you've got vendors. They've got clients in you. Marketing is in everything. And how you talk to and treat other people and what you deliver and the care you put in it and the authenticity behind it, it's everything.
1: That brings me to another point, which is when you're having imperfect moments in your business, your personality, your kindness, whatever makes you special will outweigh a lot of that with your customer. It tips the scales a little bit in your favor. To- That's
0: really good. That's strong. I have seen that firsthand because I have gained new clients uh, from mostly from platforms online that sell just you know website as a service 299 a month and we do all this and you know we handle all this and we own the website they they have no relationship for the most part. Now, one of them does have like local reps in cities. Actually a couple of them do. It's still very, very different than actually a relationship with me. Um, because I not only, it's not like here's your website. Cause if it doesn't speak to their potential clients, it's not going to work for them. And if it doesn't work for them, then what have I provided them? Just a thing, just a widget in the course of learning all about their business and what drives them and why they're passionate about what they do. I genuinely get invested in what they're doing because I learned so much about what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and then if maybe you don't hit it on the head the first time, they're much more likely to, one, give you the feedback you need to get as close to perfect as you can, Mm -hmm. right? But they're also more forgiving because they like you. I mean, just to put it out there, they like you. Sure. And they want you to succeed, too, and they want you to help them succeed.
0: Right. Also by suggesting your services to their friends, they're validating the choice they made,
1: Mm. psychology. (laughs) Amen.
0: I think the absolute key is empathy. I think, I think it's, yes, it's a little grace for yourself, but I think the more you put yourself in the consumers of your product's shoes, whether that's verbally or just observing how they use it or looking at your rates of turnover. The more you dig into that and look at it and pay attention to it, the less you are going to be obsessed with trying to compare yourself to somebody else because you're really going to recognize that somebody else has nothing to do with the equation. They came to you for a reason originally. So did you validate that reason? Did you fall short somewhere? That's what's actually important.
1: And learning from the times when you weren't perfect. Instead of beating yourself up over it. Right. Maybe take a minute and I like to cry. (laughs) Or you do whatever. (laughs) Whatever makes you feel better. I mean, you shouldn't, you know, just push all those emotions down. But And you have to learn from it too. Which can be, again, easier said than done. I have found with my business being product-based, having empathy for the customer and doing whatever I can to make it right whatever it may be that went wrong, they don't remember that you messed up in the first place or that things weren't right in the first place because they're just so thrilled that it was easy to get you to fix it, which I know can be scary, especially when you're starting out because a lot of times you do lose money in those kind of situations. But I, I have had in the past, for example, I made them a shirt I thought the quality was great, but it turned out maybe it wasn't. And it wasn't even necessarily something I did or my fault. But I replaced the shirt for them with no extra charge. I made it as easy for them as possible to get them what they needed. And I struggled with the intrusive thoughts of, oh my gosh, this person could have turned into a great customer. What could I have done differently? And that person still comes to me and buys things.
0: I had the same situation uh, earlier on in my agency where... I designed and built a website for an awesome company and it was just totally the wrong design for them. I took their cues and I built something and I presented it and they were just like, that's not it. That's not us at all. I don't like this. I don't like that. And it was really hard not to get really down about that because your baby's being called ugly, especially in creative work. Like you, you built something, you've actually created it and you care about it as you're building it because you feel like an artist in some cases you are. And And you probably
1: felt really proud when you brought it.
0: So I was really down on that design and we got them where they needed to be. I said, okay, we need to get together. So I, cause I, at the end of the day, I still need to deliver them what they wanted. And then I still had their old site design in my portfolio and another client saw it like, that's exactly what we want. We love that. And that was really a light bulb moment for me. It's how they don't hate me. That just wasn't right for them. It doesn't mean what I did was shit. It just means that wasn't their ideal solution, but it was for someone else. And it also really sped up that next project because all I had to do was change (laughs) out a couple of pictures and some designs and the words and our website was done. They were like, man, this only took two weeks. Like, It's because I already built it.
1: (laughs) And you had all that Mm self-doubt and like – let's be honest most people start their own business because they want to be their own boss right like you you want to be in charge you want to have quote-unquote freedoms that maybe you don't have at a regular job but you cannot let yourself deteriorate mentally and emotionally because for somebody else that could be a downward spiral really quickly of i'm not good enough Uh, imposter syndrome basically you can really spiral into that very quickly um i mean i don't know really what the answer is
0: it's in my opinion again and i've fought this for years it's take action build things deliver them see the result and improve and iterate based on that all the other stuff we're talking about is because you're doing it in your head you're Defeating yourself before you even get started because I don't know this yet. And I'm not this good at this. And I, oh, I saw this guy's thing and man, it's amazing. And she does this so much better than me. And that's all in your head. That's got nothing to do with what you're actually providing to a customer. So in my mind, it's dig the ditch. It's polish the shoes. It's do the actual work and do it in a way that provides the most value to the client. And if it's not, if it's not up to par. If you're not as perfect as they expected, take that feedback, do it better, and then the next time, chances are you're not going to make those mistakes or you're going to do it that well.
1: Amen. Or
0: you're going to find a gap that you're like, you know what? This really is beyond my capabilities. I need to find a partner who can deliver this. I know that I don't want to be doing social media posting for anybody. It's not my strength. I don't enjoy it. I know all about it. I know what works. I know all the stuff. Do not want to do it. So rather than just throw open the doors and say, yes, I'll do that, yes, I'll do that, yes, I'll do that, which I did start my agency doing because I needed all the work, now I have trusted partners. I say, I don't do that, but I know somebody who's fantastic at it, and I want you to talk to her.
1: That's a great tip because you, uh, what's the old term, Um, something, 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 master of none?
0: (laughs) should put that on a T-shirt. Very I have, poetic
1: I have come to terms with my my <laughs> phrases and my cliches are never gonna be yeah they're never gonna be perfect I'm done with that
0: yeah it's um I don't, now I've you have actually removed that quote from my head <laughs> you you so destroyed it that I can now not think of it either see uh, yeah
1: haters gonna hate that's all I'm yeah. gonna say <laughs> I'll yes. never forget that phrase Poor the
0: hater aid well,
1: that's a really great point in finding your partners, finding the ways, because that is also a service to your customer. Even mm-hmm. if you're giving the business to somebody else, they're going to come back to you because they know you're going to hook them up every time, yeah. whether it's you doing it or somebody else doing it. Sure. And people really appreciate that.
0: I did that today. As a matter of fact, I saw a uh, an old BNI contact of mine was following a new web design agency in Southern Indiana. And a potential client I'd spoken to last week wasn't of the size that, that I would normally work with. So I was out of her budget for, for what I do. And so I, I texted her, I was like, Hey, you should check these people out because I looked at their packages. They're just starting up. I looked at their, their packages and what they do. And it's way more in line. They work with her size of business. Do do I get anything out of that? No, might down the road, but it solved a problem for her, whether or not she was going to work with me or not. What did that cost me? Nothing. Got some karma points.
1: Yeah, pennies in heaven.
0: That's right. Is that what that term means?
1: Yeah. Huh. Never knew that. See, and you were making fun of me not knowing the master of none phrase. God, I Booyah.
0: Still I still can't remember what that is.
1: Jack of all trades, master of none? That's it. You Cut that in there where I couldn't remember. Slice <laughs> <laughs> that.
0: that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um.
1: This week we covered fighting perfectionism, and not falling prey to imposter syndrome. So from More Gooder Ideas Podcast, this is Angie Patterson.
0: And I'm Jay Smith. We'll see you next week for another episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of the More Gooder Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at More Gooder Ideas. And search us up on Facebook, The More Gooder Ideas Podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode.